Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener. You'll have ad-free episodes and join us on our monthly Zoom calls with other podcast listeners and get to know the community at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes. Just a quick note before we get started that this episode is part of our Blast from the Past series where we spotlight one of the amazing members of the LA Tech ecosystem from our archive. And if you're a new listener or you're just looking for more great LA Tech content, dig into the back catalog. There are literally hundreds of conversations to choose from. Enjoy the episode. Well, I was leaving a really comfortable job with people that I really like to work with in an industry that I excelled in. And I wasn't really sure if I had the confidence or the know-how of being able to execute and deliver for the team. Welcome back to the We Are LA Tech podcast. We are in Santa Monica, the fabulous Beach House Coworks here in the sound studio. And I have Women in Tech Week. Yes. And we'll probably go past a week. Probably. I mean, we have so many fabulous interviews with women in tech that I just wanted to highlight the amazing women here in Los Angeles. So go ahead, introduce yourself. Hi, everyone. I'm Yari Yance, and I am the co-founder of Lamando. And where is Lamando based? We are based out of downtown Los Angeles. Amazing. Okay. So uh, what is your role in Lamando and what does Lamando do? So my role is just overall general marketing, um, but I'm in charge of doing the partnerships, the outreach, the communications, basically the branding and the face of Lemondo. And how long has Lemondo existed? Yeah, so Lemondo was started by a couple of Harvard MBAs um, back in the East Coast. And one of the original founders came out to L.A. a little over a year ago to really get it off the ground and brought me and the tech guy um, to build it out and have Lemondo evolve from there. So you moved to Los Angeles from the East Coast for Lemondo? No, the original co-founder. So that's Ed Pruce. And then how did you find Lamondo? Google. No. (laughs) Yay. Yes. Old school. So So, none of us knew each other. No, nobody on the original team. And how did you, what were you Google searching? Rad jobs in LA? Uh, (laughs) I was not actually. So I came from corporate America. Um, I started my career in nonprofit and then uh, moved into law firms. And I have a really big passion for helping people so you can call me like an avid volunteer. And I thought the time was right for me to go in and do some public service full time. And so I had this idea. Well, first I was wondering, like, what are the things that people really have a need that isn't being met right now? And I thought um, affordable financial services was one such need. And instead of going out and starting my own thing, I decided to see if anyone else in the LA area was doing it because why reinvent the wheel if there's some awesome people working on an awesome idea? And I Googled and ran across Lamando and Ed and just sent them a message and said, hey, I'm from LA. I have a ton of experience working with nonprofits in the Latino community and I'd really love to help out. And he brought me in. He said, you know, I'm not really hiring anyone right now. Uh, we're not looking to expand. I said, that's OK. I'll volunteer. You know, just give me some projects. What do you need? And so there we were spending our evenings and weekends. And then 
before you knew it, I was hired on. It's amazing. Okay. And what does that's so cool. I love it because I always say in life, we should just go after what we want and in our, invent our reality. What does Lamondo do and who does it serve? So Lamondo is a social enterprise and a fintech company that aims to bring affordable financial services to the unbanked and underbanked communities. So that means people that are either entirely using alternative financial services to navigate the financial system. For example, people are um, cashing their checks, using money orders to pay their bills and maybe getting loans from payday lenders or pawn shops. And um, so we are providing a spectrum of affordable financial services um, for those people to have an alternative. And and how long have you worked with Lamondo now? A little over a year. I mean, in startup world, that's on to retirement. <laughs> I mean, it says a lot about the company that you've been with them for over a year now. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I've been having a blast. And, you know, the guys knew that I had this is my first venture into the startup world. And so I wasn't even sure if I would hack it like one day, if they would want to keep me around after a week. And so I guess it's a testament to how much value I've brought to the team that they wanted to keep me on this long. And um, and what we're doing, I think, is really important. And we're all having a lot of fun. So Lamont, how long has Lamondo been around, including the time that it launched in Boston? So Lamondo was originally started, I think, back in 2014. And originally it was a supposed to be a remittance company. So Lemondo is Spanish for to send. And then when Ed Proust, one of the original co-founders, came out to LA and we did a lot of research and focus groups, we saw that the bigger need was basic financial services. So the business really evolved from there to provide more than just remittances, but also an affordable banking product and a uh, way to build credit affordably. And tell us what is remittance? Remittance. Blah, 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 blah. Tell us what is remittance is. A remittance is international money transfer. So sending money back to Latin America or any other country from here. And when when it moved or when it opened office really in Los Angeles, why downtown L.A.? I mean, Ed is really the one who picked the location and having come from Boston and the East Coast. I'm sure he really, really wanted to be in Santa Monica and Silicon Beach. But um, the the base of the people that are going to be using our products are in the L.A. and surrounding area. So South L.A., East L.A., and then further east. So L.A. was downtown L.A. was the uh, perfect place for us to launch. And tell us a little bit of background on the founders and then a little bit about your background, which we'll lead into. But uh, why are, are the two founders the people to make Lamondo a success? Well, I think the three of us together are the people that will make Lamondo be successful. Um, first and foremost, we have a ton of passion. We really believe in helping others. And we think that we can successfully help this community. And um, Ed specifically, he he worked for a couple of companies in the finance sectors and actually worked abroad in Colombia for a year. So he's fluent in Spanish and um, he he's just a brilliant mind and he really cares about others and people in the community, the clients that we're trying to work with. And Charles Zivko, he's our tech guy and he's been doing tech and I think in the financial sector for 
a very long time. He likes to say, you know, longer than we've been in our working careers. Um, So he's just super brilliant and was able to build out all our platforms and integrate a bunch of the technology really rapidly. And myself, I guess I'll dive a little bit deeper into what my background is. Um, So I... I don't know how far back I should go. Um, when you were born. When I was born. Uh, so when you start thinking about careers as a kid, I didn't really know what I wanted to do. Um, I just knew that I wanted to help people. And so when your teacher is asking, like, what is it that you want to do? And I said, I just really want to help people. And I said, what kind of people? Adults, children. I said, children sounds good. She's like, well, you want to be a children's attorney. So I said, OK, that's what I'm going to be. And so that's pretty much what I had my eyes on until college. And um, I did internships with attorneys and I saw that I could really help um, youth and other folks without necessarily being in that specific sector. And so after I graduated, I went into nonprofit and worked for a couple nonprofit organizations in LA area that work with foster youth, current and former foster youth and their families, providing them with resources and various areas, including housing, um, job placement, education, basically everything that falls under life skills. And I really enjoyed it. But what I saw was that there was a need for people that had worked in the corporate sector that could bring in the business knowledge and experience and infuse it into the nonprofit side. So that's what I did. I went back into the corporate sector and worked at a couple really big law firms, like prestigious places (laughs) and acquired a lot of um, business knowledge, like working on the business side. And I knew though I all along that I was always going to come back and do something that let me help people. Um, So in the meantime, I, I kept my passion by volunteering on the weekends and the evenings. Um, But I knew the plan all along was to come back and use those skills that I had developed. And what would you say was the first moment you realized you felt really passionate about technology? Well, I've always been passionate about science since high school. Um, I actually had a high school science teacher that said that I had potential and At that time, I didn't really think about it too much because I still thought that I wanted to be an attorney. So I was like, that doesn't really fall into my, you know, life plan. Right. Um, But I've always really just enjoyed like all areas of STEM. And, um, you know, I do encourage young people when I talk to them about careers and um, what to do think about what they want to do in the future, that that's the area that they should be um, trying to find their passion in because that's really where the future is. And I mean, I'll I'll also say I am married to a mechanical engineer, a (laughs) robotics engineer, um, and he works at... um, at NASA's Jet Propulsion Laboratory. So I no hear it 24-7. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so what would you say has been the, mo- the most challenging obstacle being a founder that you've overcome and how did you overcome it? One, uh, there were many. Um, it's interesting that you say that I have a lot of self-confidence because I wasn't actually sure if I was the right person for the team. I didn't have any experience working at a startup. 
I knew nothing about financial technology sector. And, you know, I was leaving a really comfortable job with people that I really like to work with in an industry that I excelled in. Right. So I was giving up a lot and it was really scary. And I wasn't really sure if I had the confidence or the know-how of being able to execute and deliver for the team. I think one thing that really helped me was that even though I may not have had all the answers or known about the financial tech industry or what it's like to work for a startup, um, I knew that what I lacked up, lacked in the knowledge sector, I could make up with sheer grit and determination and that I was going to be willing to do whatever it takes to be successful, to make sure that I don't let my teammates down, that the company flourishes and does well. And I've had a ton of experience because life has thrown a lot of challenges and obstacles my way. And I've taken the rosy detour if you will um and accomplishing things but i've always kept my eye on the prize and where is lamondo today so the actual lamondo team is three three people myself on the marketing uh promotion dealing with the customer side ed does the operations um funding and just managing the overall lamondo processes and charles manages the tech side And then we have all these various partners that we bring together to be able to provide these financial services that we offer. So that's everything from working with our partner bank, with MasterCard, and so on and so forth. The rest of the team that's behind the curtains. Yeah. And walk us through one more time the the person that you're helping. Who is that person and how are you helping them? We're trying to help Lupe. Lupe is a single mom of two who is really just trying to make ends meet. And she probably isn't a U.S. citizen and maybe working a job that only pays minimum wage, if that. And so she may be getting paid by check and then going home every pay period on every Friday, going to pay 2 to 5% of that check to cash it because she doesn't have a bank account and then going maybe to another store or in that same locale, purchasing money orders at a buck a pop so she can pay her bills. And if something should happen to her or children that she needs an emergency loan, she only, she can only resort if she has friends or family, that's great. But if not, she's going to a payday lender and paying outrageous fees. And so we're really trying to help people like Lupe be able to provide a better life for herself and her children and basically giving them the opportunity to access transparent and affordable financial services like probably most of us take for granted. For both your co-founders and for you, what was the inspiration in creating this, Lamondo? I think for Ed and his two original co-founders who were also... Hispanic, they saw that the way that people in the U.S. send money internationally, specifically to Latin America, was really inefficient and was very costly. And so they were trying to look for a way to help uh, people that they probably knew, their friends and family, and trying to help their loved ones. 
And so they were just trying to figure out how you can leverage technology to help people. When Ed came to L.A. and we started to do more research and talking to folks like, what is it that you really need, which is access to a bank account that doesn't kill me with overdraft fees and access to affordable credit? We saw that the need is much, much greater. And we don't think that it's fair that because someone doesn't speak the language or someone isn't a U.S. citizen and can't navigate a traditional financial institution that that person shouldn't be able to access affordable financial services and get boxed out of being able to buy a car at an affordable interest rate or one day building up enough credit to be able to purchase a home and obtain a loan for that. It's kind of wild because when you're in that position, you're in the position because you don't have a lot of money to begin with. And then the resources provided to you make it so you're even deeper in debt and you're never going to get out of debt because you can't even afford the loans that you're taking on. That's right. Absolutely. You couldn't have said it better myself. It reminds me a little bit of, did you know that student loans are bigger debt than even credit cards nationally, which is blows my mind. And so it's like you go to school (laughs) And you take on these loans so you could get an education, but then you're screwed for sometimes your whole life. You can never pay off the loan. Like right when you try to start your life, you're already behind in your life. That's right. And you can never dig yourself out of the hole. That's absolutely right. And it's getting more and more expensive to obtain a college education nowadays. And I mean, especially in California, where we have both the Cal State and the UC systems, which were designed to help lift people into higher income brackets. Right. And it's becoming out of reach because it's just so costly. And sometimes people have to resort to personal loans instead of just using federal loans, for example. And, you know, this might seem like a long time ago now, but Some people graduated in the height of the recession and it was very difficult to find a job and they had just accrued all these loans because they thought that they would be able to get a good job and be able to repay that. And instead, it's just a big burden that's weighing over your head. And it's like you can't even start to establish your finances um, for the future, saving for your your kids college education for your retirement for a home because you're digging yourself out of the education that you just took on that you thought would help you have a better life. Totally. Totally. It's crazy. How would you say that Los Angeles has helped accelerate your growth in the tech industry? I think it's very important that we are in LA, specifically downtown LA. Uh, One of the biggest concentrations of the underserved, unbanked, underbanked population is in the greater LA area. So it's absolutely key and crucial that we're in Los Angeles. A lot of the partners that we work with are nonprofits at the intersection of housing and workforce development related services. And those are all around the greater LA region. So it's super crucial. What resources in LA for the tech industry specifically do you recommend? Or events? Is, is there a must-go-to event that you've been to that you're like, oh. I would definitely say Tech Day that's down at the Reef. Tech Day LA. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Awesome. It's a really awesome, really great 
place to rub elbows with other people doing interesting things, potentially finding some funding or some uh, other teammates. And I live in Pasadena area and out there we have some really awesome resources. There's Innovate Pasadena and there's a lot of co-working spaces up there. I think they have like their own like VC group and a lot of resources. They're really trying to expand the the tech growth in that area. Totally. I think it's it's uh, Santa Monica, Venice, downtown L.A. and Pasadena right now and Hollywood. Yes. yes. But I feel like Pasadena is even before Hollywood. Yes. Like uh, Pasadena is really trying to make a move. Um, and what L.A. tech companies or talent have you come across lately who have really impressed you? Yeah. So I I'm going to break this up into two. One is an individual and the other one will be a company. So for individual, I'm going to have to give a shout out to my co-founder, Ed Pruce, who came out from Indiana um, with nothing but an idea and a passion to provide something awesome to the underserved community. I would say he's a big part, in addition to Charles, of course, of why I actually joined Lemondo and why I'm still there. He's super brilliant. And I, I don't just say this because he might be listening and he might want <laughs> me to say something nice. But um, in my career, I've worked with literally thousands of lawyers at any law firm that I worked at. Any lawyer at that firm could assign work to me and they were in all corners of the globe. So I've worked with a a ton of really brilliant attorneys um, that were also very demanding. And I can say after that, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to work with Ed. And I would say I call him like the office ambassador because... (laughs) We're in a co-working space in downtown and everybody knows him. He's just so friendly. Um, but I would say if you come to downtown to definitely stop by and say hello. And what co-working meet Ed, space? We're in WeWork. Oh, and I love WeWork. Yeah, we Beautiful. love it. We absolutely love it. They're great to us. And they and have that coffee on tap. Yes, <laughs> yes. And as far as a company, um, they've been around for a while, but are just starting to launch and Los Angeles, and it's called Blue LA, which is a ride sharing. Nice. Electric vehicle company. Really? And they are working with the city of LA to offer their services um, mostly to the underserved community. So no building way. out electric charging stations down in South LA and How all cool. these underserved areas and provide um, services at a super steeply discounted price. Um, so folks can find alternative ways to get to their job or run errands and that sort of thing. And is that bluela.com? Yes, bluela.com. And they're actually a partner of ours. And I met them at a EV fair in LA. And I asked if they had materials in Spanish, which they did. And I said, I have to work with them. And we sat down and had a conversation of how we can collaborate. And I think they feel the same way about us. So that's really exciting. That is really cool. And we'll include it in the show notes so everybody can see. Um, if you had one ask of this community, something that you could do to support you and Lamondo in your success, what would that ask be? Well, what would be really great is to think about your friends and family. Maybe you know of someone who has taken out a payday loan or is living paycheck to paycheck and maybe talk to them about Lemondo, have them check out Lemondo and see if this is something that can help them. Or 
if you're listening and you really like the mission and uh, think that we we will make a difference and want to be a part of that, I invite you to check us out. Sign up to use Lamondo. How can people connect with you? Where do they go? They can get information on the Lamondo website, www.lamondo.com. If you're interested in partnering, you can email us at partnerships at lemondo.com. And if you want to reach out to me directly, you can email me at yadi at lemondo.com. Amazing. Thank you so much for spending time with the We Are LA Tech podcast. Thank you so much for having me. It's so awesome to talk to you. Yay! Yeah, this was a lot of fun. <laughs> and it, you guys remember, connect on Twitter and all the socials, Instagram, Facebook, at We Are LA Tech. And I will see you guys, hear you guys, talk to you guys in the next episode. Bye! Yes, you can now get your We Are LA Tech tea. You've all been asking for it. Just go to wearelatech.com slash shop to be a part of the movement to make Los Angeles the top city in the world for tech. Yes, we are number three. Let's get it to number one. wearelatech.com slash shop. Represent. Thank you for being a listener of the We Are LA Tech podcast. To support and collaborate with the community, become an MVL Most Valuable Listener at wearelatech.love. Linked in the show notes.